do your due diligence. It's really important. You know, we always tell people, yeah, sure, you can join us and, you know, pull the trigger right away, but do your due diligence as well. Hello, wealthy women. Welcome back. I know you're excited to hear from our speaker today. Our guest is one of those people who has just done all the things that you are thinking that, you, you, that you're too scared to do. And she's doing amazing things in the real estate space. And I know you're going to be excited to hear from her, Marika Jinjinhashvili. She's the Chief Operating Officer of Astor Realty Capital. Uh, she's a distinguished industry leader. She has a visionary approach that fosters transparent communication, leveraging her extensive network and deep market understanding to propel Astor Realty Capital to manage a $2.2 billion real estate portfolio across 12 states with under $100 million under management. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Kristen. And, you know, I love how you, I love how you began that, you know, when you said, you know, the woman who, you know, listening and then, you know, thinking that you can or cannot do it. It's so true. I, I always like to start out with my background because I feel like it's very important. We, we you know, we all come from different backgrounds and that many times, whether we realize it or not, does have an impact on our choices that we make ahead in the future, whether it's our financial steps or the choices towards those areas do come a lot from the background that we come from or the culture that we come from or the fears that we have inherited from that time. So I do admit that those areas have impacted me. However, how I took it on is really to put myself in challenging areas to learn from the best. Um, and those are really important because, you know, just on your own, uh, gathering information from multiple different people or not knowing where can I find a trusted source uh, can be a very big hindrance. That is the portion that I love that you started out with because, you know, my background and my culture from, from Eastern Europe does come from that. You know, the women are, you know, maybe today it's a little bit different, but from when I was born there, it was more like, you know, you, you raise a family and you stay home and you take care of the kids and you take care of the home and, and you know, the dad goes to work and takes care of the finances. We grew up to think that those areas are a little bit scary. And uh, the biggest hurdle there is that we don't have education in that area because really we can take it on too. And that was a big heavy anger for me to be able to overcome that barrier. And that's why it has become a very big passion of mine to make sure that we do have that financial literacy. And then also specifically for women, I mean, you know, finances is for everyone. It's not just for women, but specifically for women, even till today, there are still many areas, in, even in the US, that is a challenge for a lot of women, mainly because we might not know everything that is out there and might not be able to have complete security on where we can actually put our finances, how other ways can we invest, because traditionally there's very few things that are available and have been talked about, you know, like I, I'll invest and I'll put my money in the bank and I'll get a certain percentage and it's safe, but it doesn't get me to the point where I need to be to be able to retire and live well and take care of my kids, you know? So, so those are the areas because I am today the COO of 
big private equity firm, I have access to a lot of the information, a lot of the experts, a lot of the different investments that are out there and how to do it. And is it really secure or not? So those are the specific points that we can we can touch on as, as we keep moving forward. Marika, how do you think that you had the courage to step away from those beliefs that you were born with, right? You're like, here, the man's going to do this and you're going to do that. And what made you turn around and question it and say, oh, you know what? I think I want the man's job. Thankfully, in, in US, um, that mentality is a little bit different, you know? So today, man's job or woman's job it's it's not dictated by a specific thing it's really like you said the courage personally it was more of being told and i'm going like a little bit into my personal i mean i'm like i'm not gonna go too much personal but it, it is a little bit personal you know from my previous experiences that I've had, I've been told that I'll, I won't be able to do it. And then I'll never be able to accomplish the things that I think I can accomplish. And instead of it putting me down and me believing in that, I don't want to continue in that cycle, right? It becomes like the cycle that we can get stuck in. And I'm like, no, I'm going to prove myself and whoever doesn't believe that I'm going to prove that wrong. For me, real estate was challenging environment from the beginning when I looked at it with no experience no not knowing which way to go to me that was a challenge so I was like you know I'm gonna take that challenge on and let me uh, start with an area that I would know the least and I have the biggest fear in because that's probably the area that will propel me the furthest you know I found the firm Aster Realty Capital, and it was um, led by a very experienced gentleman called Joe Burko, who's the CEO of the company. And the way the company was was designed was, you know, everybody that's part of the firm has long, uh, extensive experience in real estate. They built themselves like a family, like a large team, and and in combination. Um, each one provided different elements of expertise. Uh, so when I first joined, I said, you know what, I I see that this firm is is going places and they're they're moving ahead. They were on a growth trajectory. You know, Aster has created an institutional partnership of like an overseas large fund capital. So all these were like very large things to look at and take on. And I said, if I'm going to learn the best place for me to start is with people that have already been doing it for 10, 20, 30 years. And it's okay if I'll see myself like in a different position, right? Because eventually it's really up to me on how and where I want to take this. I can, I can stay in one position or I can look at what the best in industry are doing and then learn from those footsteps and then create it my own, bring my feminine touch to it, um, bring my talents and my ambition into it. So that's how it happens. So when I joined Aster, my questions were always, what do I need to do to get to that position? What do I need to do to reach that next level? Uh, and whatever the answers were, I set those as my goals. Uh, and I would just whatever internally I would feel that I feared the most I wanted to take on first so always make sure to surround 
yourself with with really expert people and look in the industry you know who is the expert and why are they the expert and what have they achieved to be able to not only be learning from the best but also from the right people that's really important because those are going to become your standards as well right obviously we're all going to have our own style but at the end you want to make sure to learn from people that are doing the right thing that have integrity they have a good name is really important reputation is extremely important so you want to follow the good name and the reputation in the industry and the the type of companies they associate themselves with so aster has built itself into a very strong firm today and uh, has an extremely strong reputation and that's something that I definitely want want to and continue to stand behind you know Aster we have gained interest from a lot of institutional firms too so you know talking about institutional level it seems like something so far out of reach but when you partner together or when you invest together or associate with a group that is in that level it's not so far out of reach, actually. And, and that's what I realized. So that's why I wanted to make sure to also, you know, to be here and speak about that, Kristen. You know, you your, your audience is listening to that and saying, you know, I don't know if I can do that or I don't know if I can be in that position. But you just connect yourself with the people that are in that environment. And, and whether you're in the company or not, if you're working with someone or you're associating with someone that in, is in that firm, it does become part of you as well. Right. Absolutely. You pick up well, and you're the sum, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. So <laughs> if you're associating with people who have integrity and who are growing and evolving and learning and have things to teach you and they're willing to teach you, that's fantastic. But I really applaud you for going for things that you're afraid of. Like other people be like, oh, I'm going to do that last. I'm going to put that off and I'm just going to sit here and hope they notice me and hope they want to give me a promotion. You're like, no, tell me, what do I need to do? Right. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I mean, you don't have, you don't have to take everything up all at once, you know, just like find out I want to be, how can I do that? Like, I don't want to, you know, my, 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 for me, I wasn't like, I'm going to join the firm and I'm going to become the COO. You know, that's not right. what I had <laughs> in mind. It was always, okay, how can I get to manager position? What, how did they get there? It wasn't like, oh, because he's a man. Oh, because that's a woman. It was more like, what did that person do in order to be able to reach to that position? There are certain things that need to be accomplished. Uh, and at the same time, also respect that uh, duration of time has that expertise. So I, I respect that, you know, everything at, at its timing. At the same time, I, I also respect the experience, you know, like the more you're involved, the more experience you have. And that's how I can reach to that position. That's what I did. I shadowed who I needed to shadow. I learned from the best. I asked as many questions. I got involved. I always looked at it more than, oh, this is how much I get paid for doing X, Y, Z. And that's all I'm going to do. I didn't really look at things from that perspective. I looked at it more of, you know, what are those steps? And I'm going to put in whatever hours I need to put in because that's my goal. That's where I want to reach. And that's what's going to help me to become the expert in that area so that today I can be sitting down together with you and be able to speak uh, to men and women that 
it's possible and that you know you can associate yourself with with people uh, in my kind of a company to learn from and uh, grow and uh, expand in your financial future and learn how it is that we're doing it for others as well. And let's talk about that specifically. So let's say that I'm a person who, I mean, I am a person, but let's, <laughs> let's say I'm someone who's interested in getting involved in real estate as like a way of diversifying my portfolio, but I don't have any interest in owning my own personal right residences or you know i don't want to buy multifamilies i don't want to buy actual buildings but i really want real estate to be an important part of my portfolio so how does it work with a private equity firm how could they get involved in working with you to invest that money that's that's the area that most people don't realize what's we call it the alternative way of investing so a lot of the information that is out there is you know typically uh, i'll put my money i'll uh, refurbish the home or the apartment and then I'll resell it. So those are great business plans as well. However, it does require a lot of your attention if you want to be done well and successful. Uh, if you want to do it on a larger scale, it will become your full-time business, right? If you want it to be really successful and, you know, you got to build a team around you to go out there and find the right properties and find the buyer. And on top of that, if you want to do it like on a multifamily scale, you got to make sure you have a management firm and that you have hands-on on that management firm and you're dealing with tenants. So the area that we are involved is a very different version of that and a lot of the investors that invest with us including the fund the institutional fund that has that we have working with us it's a whole different way of doing real estate um, and then on top of it also in order to bring capital you got to also put your own capital in it as well uh, so a lot of firms that are out there whether it's developers or things like that, typically they might not come in with their own capital. So let's start with, with step one, how does it work? So uh, as far as Aster goes, um, what we do today, we created a partnership with a large fund. They were uh, basically majority of the capital. And then we would put our own capital into the deals. So as a company, you know, we have, we go through about 800 different deals. Um, we focus on major markets. So that would be Florida, Texas, Arizona, New York, New Jersey, and all those markets we already have deals in. It's much easier to do it when it's a company and you have people in every different stage handling different things, right? So this if you're one person, you would be probably able to do only one deal a year uh, and it would be very hard to manage all of that. So we do it as a firm. We do it for ourselves, for our institutional partner and for our investors. So basically, uh, we created a joint venture together with the capital and we agreed that we will find together. Uh, and this is on the Aster side. That's what we do. We have in-house analysts and um, I manage a, a team of uh, origination. Um, so as far as origination goes, we, we go out there and we find best in class developers in the U.S. market. And we 
uh, for us, it's really important to make sure they have a good background, they have a strong track record. Typically, we like to find developers that have like first, second or third generation experience. And this is a very important note. The experience is also not just doing that specific asset class. So let's say, for example, multifamily, let's take if it's a developer in multifamily that's been developing in New York for the past 10 years, and all of a sudden they go to Arizona because they say, okay, Arizona is a good new market. That for us is still not enough experience level because I can look at a project with you in New York, but you know, in Arizona, you don't have the, you don't have the lay of the land. So we would ask them to partner with a local partner there. So the experience level is very important of who we put our money with. And we have an extensive list of how we look at that experience. We look at their backgrounds and uh, we, we make sure that they have multiple completed projects that they have done. So after we've located the, the proper developer um, and the right project that they're gonna be bringing to the table for us to put our capital in, um, then we'll do our underwriting process and make sure that that type of asset class works well in that market. And because it's typically for us, it's ground up deals. So we'll make sure that we'll learn and understand that within three to four years, once the project is complete, that that type of uh, asset class is gonna be in demand when we sell it and stabilize it. So all those different layers are very important to look at. So once we choose the developer, we choose the project, then we'll commit our capital. So we have our institutional capital. We have our own principal capital. I, I put in my own capital into every one of the deals that we do. It's very important to have skin in the game. So when you're choosing the right company to invest with, you want to make sure that you understand how much risk level and how much skin in the game they're putting as well. Right. So it's not enough that they're just going to be pitching you the deal. It's enough. It's very important that the developers putting the capital, the the company who is putting the money behind is also putting capital. So basically now we have our own capital that we're going to be committing. So our capital is more larger check institutional capital size, which gives us the ability. This is really important. It gives us the ability to do what we call uh, at Aster collective bargaining. So the collective bargaining is basically the reason so that we can go to the developer and say, okay, so we want at least, let's say 20% equity from you to put into the deal. We'll come in with 80%. So typically we will position our capital. So the developer has their own capital. They'll bring the bank They'll, they'll sign on the loan. So they take we make sure that they take responsibility on that. That's why we make sure that any developing partner that we'll bring in has strong banking partnerships and has strong capital to sustain the project as well. So after those steps, when um, we'll be able to um, dictate on what way we bring our capital. So we'll negotiate that we can either position our capital 
in um, common equity, which is, you know, LP equity alongside the capital of the developer, that's limited partner equity. Uh, so even though we're LP and most people understand LP as a terminology of, I'm just a style investor, I'm going to come in and I have no, no say and I have no ability to look at anything until four years are up in the project. So that is not how we operate because we are a private equity firm and we're an entire company. We negotiate that we will be able to have reporting. We have um, full access to uh, all the documents and everything that the developer will be showing to the bank throughout the duration of the project with which most smaller size check capital will not be able to have that. So that's, you know, those are, that's the main reason why we started this all it's to become like an advocate right we we were doing it on an institutional level and then we wanted to be able to make it available to our friends and family to participate in these type of deals without having to not have any control at all and not have like a manager to protect their capital so since we're doing it already we might as well help our friends and family and that just grew so basically we'll come in with the check uh we'll we'll do our negotiations and and uh make sure we have like ability to take over the project if something doesn't go well or or if the developer doesn't do what they say that they were going to do you know all that legal is very hard to drive when you're coming in with a smaller check size so our check size um typically you know starts at minimum five million uh, so, and then it can go, it can range to different sizes, depending on the deal, depending on what we negotiate, depending on where it is. So it depends on a lot of other details as far as the project goes. Uh, after we finish our negotiations and everything, we'll, we'll commit to a certain amount of capital. So uh, we can also do our second way that we place our capital, which is preferred equity. So preferred equity is in a different kind of a position. So preferred equity will be in a position of uh, putting your putting our capital uh, right after the bank. So basically, when the bank gets paid, then our capital gets paid and then the developer capital gets paid. So that protects us and cushions us a little bit more. Uh, and we're able to position ourselves in, in that kind of a position, uh, in the preferred position, um, because when you come in as a larger LP, it's much easier. You know, I know I've repeated it a few times, but it's really important to recognize that it's much easier to negotiate specific terms. Not everybody can get those terms. If if I were to go to a developer and say, I'm going to come in with 100,000 or 500,000, they would put me in the bucket of the rest of their investors and then say, all right, you know, put your money and I'll let you know once the project is done and I'm going to return your capital plus a certain percentage. And for us, you know, that that is doesn't give us the security and our institutional partners would not be okay with that either, you know, so uh, whatever and however we work with our institutional capital, we work the same exact way with our uh, retail investors, our credit investors, our high net worth, we operate the same way with them as well. 
So once we create those positions and we choose either preferred equity or LP equity, uh, we'll make sure that we manage and watch the project. So we have in-house asset management and construction management, which is a very important expertise that an individual investor usually would not put that kind of time into it, you know, flying out to the projects, you know, sometimes a really good deal is not always just in your neighborhood. It could be in a very prime location in Arizona or a very prime location in Orlando, you know, if you don't even know that market, you know, driving around, going into each different comparable, those are a lot of legwork that needs to be done. And that's what we do. Uh, and then our investors, our, our accredited and institutional investors are able to depend on our expertise and our work through that duration of the three to four years of the deal to do that for them. We become the advocate of their capital and our own. So it gives everybody uh, the comfort level of knowing, you know, it's not just my money behind that deal, it's their money and large institution capital as well. And they, everything is transparent, so they have access to the same things that we do, and they're able to see the same reporting that we get with directly with the developer. That's why we're called the disruptors of the market, because it's something very uh, unique. I mean, there are other firms that are probably doing it, but I don't know if they're doing it the same way like, like Aster is. I've had the ability to have access to these deals, and I want to make sure that uh, both women and men have uh, knowledge of what else is out there and ability to be able to participate in alternative real estate of, you know, what we do. And how would that look to me? Like, let's say, okay, I've got, what's the minimum amount, first of all, that I would need if I wanted to be part of the group? So it's really important that you touched on that because most people think, oh, institutional level, you know, when they see our deals or usually ranging from 120 units and up. Some of them are skyscrapers. Some of them are garden style. Uh, usually the typical uh, assumption would be, you know, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have enough to start with that. Uh, so we made sure to make it accessible for people because, you know, it's the cap to be able to invest from our angle when we go into deals, uh, we we don't depend on our accredited investors to be able to go into the deal. We already come with that capital and then we reserve, let's say, a portion of 20% or 80%, depending on the size of the capital on the deal. Um, so once we, we, let's say, for example, we're going to come into a deal and we're going to put 10 million. So out of that 10 million, we'll reserve, let's say, 20% of the shares to be able to offer to our uh, outside uh, friends and family investors. And our minimum typically starts at, we say 25%, but, you know, there are, there are certain moments where someone might want to start with a different amount just to get comfortable with what we do and typically that's what happens you know they're stuck they'll start at a 25 or a 50,000 and then they get the experience level with us the, the next time around they'll put more they'll bring another friend so that's how it typically starts so and so then once they give you that once their investment has been made are they getting like monthly checks as the um, developer pays interest on the money or is it waiting until it's sold? How would that work? So on ground up, it's usually 
uh, accumulated um, at the end once the project is complete. Uh, it also depends on how we negotiate. I mean, sometimes we do have uh, a way that we're able to achieve some cash flow, so a percentage of cash flow and then a percentage of total return towards the three to four year of exit. Uh, but typically on ground up deals, uh, we're able to achieve much higher returns for our investors and our, our, a lot of our investors do like that. So uh, that's why we always make sure the investors that come in with us, you know, they understand that it's a very different type of investing. And uh, this is to build uh, and compound and, and build for your future. And the type of returns that you can get on our deals are going to be very different from the bank. So on average, on the ground up deals, uh, we're able to produce for our investors anywhere from, I would say, 20 to 24 percent annual um, within the three to four year range to our investors. Excellent. And it sounds like a lot of your, as it primarily not residentially zoned, but right. So when I say residential, I don't mean four or less units. I mean, are they mostly places where people are living or are they tend to be office commercial type buildings? What do you have a, a sort of a specialty? Yeah. So our focus is I would say in the order that I'm going to say it, multifamily rentals and condos, logistics centers and cold storage industrial. Uh, and then we'll look at very unique locations, class A hospitality, as far as like hotel goes, um, office and any other specialty class. I mean, we'll look at mixed use as well, but any other specialty class, we really look at deal by deal. Our main focus is more multifamily. Uh, and then, you know, as far as like cold storage or logistics goes, it really varies depending on who it's with and where it is. I mean, it's the same thing with the multifamily. We have a very specific, we look at strong job growth markets, core locations. We, we like dense, you know, densely populated locations. Uh, and we we don't just shoot all over the place. We do have very laser focus on where we look at it uh, and what we look at. And that creates us as experts in the industry. And it's very important to have that expertise, uh, especially when you're looking at multiple different markets. And our investors depend on us for that. You know, that's that's what they look for us to do to make sure that we're not spread too much. And the locations that we do look at, we study them very, very intensely on an ongoing basis. As an investor, is there an opportunity to learn anything about the, the sort of how everything works? Or are you really just relying on Astra to be the brains behind the operation? There's, there's always an opportunity to run how it works because we will do... I would say monthly webinars and how we educate our investors and how we do what we do. So there's a lot of times where we'll talk about, you know, how do you pick out the right property? How do you pick out the right developing partner? What are the check, you know, the check mark steps? What what does that partner look like? Anyone that joins, you know, our webinars has the opportunity to learn. Also, another thing, what I really like about Aster our firm is that 
unlike a crowdfunding, for example, you know, you go on a crowdfunding and you'll look at an open pool of a specific project, but you're not 100% who did the due diligence and who's making sure that that everything that has been promised has been checked and verified. Uh, and then on top of that, you don't really have access or or direct access to like the main people in the company who, you know, a CEO, COO, or, you know, senior analyst, if you want to ask any specific questions, investor relations, any of those, those people, it's very hard to get a hold of them when uh, in, in our company in Aster, you know, we make sure that we're available to speak to our investors or new investors that have specific questions. Some people sometimes even come to us with a deal they're looking at, you know, and just ask us like, hey, you know, can you look at this deal that I'm looking at and just make sure if I'm making the right choice or not? And we're able to guide our people uh, just because we have access into so much more than, for example, investor would have into that one specific deal. You know, we, we're an aggregation of knowledge uh, just because of the scale that we do it. Uh, so we do like to be there for new or existing and provide information and knowledge and answer questions. What would you say to people who are thinking about going this route and you know who want to be in real estate investing and they're thinking that this might be really the perfect way for them to have the best of both worlds, right? A hands-off, but still an opportunity to learn and to have some some people with a lot of experience to invest their money. Uh, I would say, I would say, you know, come and ask questions, come and learn. It's always better to get involved than just watch and then forget about it the next day, you know, because that, that can happen and we, we could get busy with life and things like that. So I would say come and at least start joining. Like we do have where we talk about the new deals that are coming up. And even if you're not ready to pull the trigger day one, that's the best place to start is just come and see and learn for yourself and, and do your due diligence. It's really important. You know, we always tell people, yeah, sure, you can join us and, you know, pull the trigger right away, but do your due diligence as well. You know, so the only way to do that is you come and you ask your questions and you look at the documents, you look at the database, you do your research on us you do your research on the deal on the locations on the developer you know we give you access to all that we give you that information and just like we check and verify you got to check and verify too but if you're not going to be involved and you're not going to come and listen and you're not going to join then it'll be too far out of reach so the simplest step is come join listen ask questions participate and when you feel more comfortable get on the call with us um, get on the Zoom with us, ask your questions about whatever deal that we might be talking about or any other Zooms that we do sometimes, like I've mentioned before, when we do our educational Zooms as well. Uh, that is really the best way. Is there anything that you wish I would have asked you or anything else that you want to make sure people know before we say goodbye today? Uh, I do want to mention, I mean, at least since we're talking about the topic, I mean, we do have... Uh, where we said, where, where can someone start? So we do have a, uh, something very interesting coming up and it, it should be in a market that most, most people know about. It's Orlando, MSA, you know, it's very close to Disney. 
uh, it's with a third generation developer and uh, it's, it's something that we're very, very uh, excited about to be part of. And that could be a really good place to start and learn and ask questions, you know, like that's your opportunity. Even if you might not be participating in the deal, it's a great opportunity for people to really understand, okay, it's multifamily, it's in Orlando, it's with a strong developer, here's my opportunity to ask questions. How do you do this? How do you underwrite? You know, why choose this deal in this location? Why, why do you think in three years in this location would be good to sell that type of product, right? So I would say, um, speak to Kristen when, when, you know, your group can join with us and um, that would be the best place to to first start, and we're we're planning to launch that to um, to our investors and and talk to them about this deal and and how we do it as well. Probably in December, so it's going to be coming up very soon. And and then join the Zoom and ask your questions. Uh, how how can we be reached? I mean, it's very very easy to reach me on my email. I, I would say. You know, people can reach you as well, reach Kristen. Uh, if you want to speak to me or anybody in our firm, we're happy to do that as well. Um, and and just participate in any educational things that we have going on. All of Marika's contact info will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to just easily click or you can right now just scroll down and easily click and connect with at least to find the website and find out when the different seminars and webinars are happening. and. Now, I just want to thank you so much, Marika, for being with us today and for opening some people's eyes to some new ways of getting involved in real estate investing. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity, Kristen, and I look forward to more. I'm happy to jump on more with you and happy to uh, answer any more questions that are available. And thank you, listener, for listening. I want you to think of three people right now who have been kicking the edges of real estate investing who are interested, but are just like, look, I'm not handy. I'm not interested in, you know, finding a property manager. I don't really want to do this type of real estate investing. And yet I'm really curious and interested about it. And forward this episode to them. They will thank you and we will thank you. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you next week.